All right, let's get to our top story now, which is troubling signs in the economy. We have four big troubling signs that we are heading for an economic uh, disaster problem, however you want to slice it. Uh, we're going to get to all of them in a moment. But first, we've been watching these major indicators over the past couple of months for an incoming recession. We've been covering it here on the show. Um, at the end of the summer, we started to sound the alarm here on Redacted about the concerns over massive layoffs that could be coming after the Christmas holiday. We were warning about this because obviously you get all the Christmas hiring, but even that hiring during the Christmas season was much, much lower than it was before. And then of course, you have Amazon with tens of thousands of layoffs and banks with thousands of layoffs and Silicon Valley with tens of thousands of layoffs. Like, what's going on here? So it turns out we were right. We weren't happy that we were right, but we were. Companies all across many, many sectors have started laying off a lot of people. And people are losing their jobs in droves, more layoffs today. Um, in fact, new data out today from the Challenger jobs report shows something very disturbing. So take a look at your screen here. And for those of you that are driving, we know we have a lot of lorry drivers and cab drivers and Uber drivers and truck drivers who listen to our show. So what I'll describe for you here is you're driving. Please don't get in an accident. On the left side of your screen in the Challenger jobs report is 2008. Okay. And that left arrow there shows the acceleration of jobs that were be suddenly being lost prior to the Lehman Brothers collapse and the subprime mortgage meltdown. So this was prior. They knew something was coming and the layoffs started before the crash. Now on the right side of your screen, the acceleration is now moving at a faster pace than we were seeing before the Lehman Brothers collapse. Hmm. Swallow that. If I don't you will. Wanna. So again, the right side of your screen, more or the more quickly, the speed with which jobs were being lost more quickly and happening faster than they were before the Lehman Brothers collapse. Something is going on here. Even despite that Christmas boost, Challenger reports that layoffs were up 172% in the fourth quarter of 2022. 172%. That's amazing. And these jobs losses are not just occurring in the United States. They are occurring all around the world. We looked into data today from a whole lot of international companies to see what this layoff picture looked like, laying off thousands of people. Here's just a few examples to highlight here from multiple sectors I wanted to pull. This is BASF cutting 2,600 jobs after a year of high energy costs, reports the Wall Street Journal. They are a chemical production company. You know what's bad when chemical production companies are laying people off in Germany? Thousands of people because of high energy costs. Whose fault is that? Maybe Germany, maybe BASF could send a note to uh, the Biden administration about that Nord Stream pipeline that they blew up. Now that we're having to lay yeah. off 2,600 people. Might not people. have had to do that if we had some affordable energy. British Steel also in the same boat. Take a look. British Steel announcing hundreds of jobs lost. As a result, they're laying people off of, again, high energy prices. And to produce that steel, high and too, 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 too costly. Also, one of the reasons why they don't have tanks in Germany. Having a difficult time getting all of that, uh, the, you know, the, the, the materials and, of course, the, the, the process of actually making the tanks. Too costly. South Africa job losses could be staggering as construction dries up in the western part of the Cape. So where you used to see a lot of construction dried up, 
And there are concerns that the mining sector in South Africa could, could, could be slammed, platinum, etc. And then in Scotland, not to be outdone here in the Glasgow Times reporting, the government is laying off trash collectors, even as they charge more to collect trash. So, you know, charging you more, laying off the people that collect the trash. That makes a lot of sense, right? Pay us higher taxes for things that we won't do. Monthly bin collection. Yeah. So can you imagine your household? Um, One I mean, month that's, of garbage piling up? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's really tough. So you're going to have to drive that in yourself. Yeah, and you can't. And if you put it outside, of course, then you, you, get, of course, fined. you, you, get, you get fined and you're getting animals all over the place as well. So you're putting it outside, you're getting you know all these animals. And they're also closing down parks in Scotland. So mm -hmm. where the kids go to play, they're closing off the parks. Remember that during the lockdowns when they put that yellow tape around outdoor playgrounds so yeah. kids couldn't play on slides? That's what they're doing in Scotland closing down parks because they can't afford to pay the trash collectors to come to the parks and clean up the trash. Uh -huh. So they're, yeah. Do they're, you remember seeing the pictures of the national parks, in the United States with trash just heaping everywhere? Yeah. I, I, I remember specifically pictures of that. Yeah. We had, uh, in our neighborhood in New Jersey, we had, we lived in one of the highest tax counties in the U S and we only got recycling twice a month. So we would have to drive it in ourselves if we wanted it to be recycled. Yeah, cardboard um, boxes. Because otherwise and... that stuff just, I know it's a first world problem, but um, it still is a nuisance. And especially when you're paying high taxes and not getting services for it. Yeah, and New Jersey, of course, one of the most crazy taxed states in the country. Um, well, we were specifically in Essex County, which is, I think it's in the top five taxed counties in the country. Yeah. And it's not like it's the nicest county in the country or anything like no, that by, it's a, not. by a long slot. It's not at all. Uh, very high crime. Anyway, anyway, so it's not just the United States. It's Western countries uh, who pushed insane sanctions against Russia in the same boat or the same sinking boat. So here today, these are these are new inflation numbers out today on Spain and France. Just look at this. You know, again, back up again. Inflation rising again in France and Spain. Layoffs are one thing. But the second thing, and maybe the biggest part of this story, and it could be our clearest sign yet that there are major problems hitting the economy, um, you, you'd be right to think of what happened in 2008, and you'd immediately begin to think of the housing market, right? You'd begin to think of uh, all of those houses, the people that had mortgages with no jobs, and you'd think, oh, it's happening again if it's a repeat of 2008, but it's not. This time, it's cars and car loans, once again, the mainstream media is ignoring the story because they're too lazy to look at the data for some reason. So what's going on here? Well, there's a couple of major indicators that I want to talk about here. Number one, they're part of a disturbing picture, durable goods. So these economic terms, you know, might make your head spin a little bit. I understand that. So durable goods, basically, just the things that you can touch, tangible things you can put on your shelf uh, for up to three years. Um, they're anything from electronics to buying a car. These are things that consumers would be happy to spend money on, right? Durable goods. And the health of, a, of an economy is largely based on your ability to go and buy things, right? You can go to the store, you can buy, pick up that present for someone at their birthday. That's the health of the economy. When those things are okay, then we've got a healthy economy. If you can't buy those things, that's bad. Then, of course, companies stop producing those things because there's no demand, and then people get laid off. And that's what's happening. They lose their jobs, the economy collapses, and that's precisely what we're starting to see right now. Companies are noticing that demand for durable goods is drying up. We just got new data out yesterday um, for January. And durable goods numbers shows dramatic plunge in durable goods. Sales down 5%. 
This is the largest plunge since the start of the pandemic for durable goods. And there's no pandemic. I mean, there's no, no, nobody telling us to, the malls are closed. You can't buy anything. So what's going on here? You know, at the pandemic, people were freaking out and they stayed home. So now we have no pandemic. People can go out shopping as much as they want, but they can't afford to. So what is happening here? We'll just take a look at this chart and you can see a little Christmas bump and then it just falls off. This is a fall off here for, for durable goods and down 5%. So people aren't buying as much. Why? I don't know, but I have a theory. People simply don't have expendable income like they used to. They don't have that extra money in their wallet. I'd be curious to hear in our chat today, like, do you guys have a lot of expendable income? No, because consumer debt is at an all-time high. Yes. So clearly that they, they don't. Right. So, or they're just taking on more, yeah, they're taking on more and more credit card debt, which we'll get to in a second. But listen to Vice President Kamala Harris, uh, the Biden administration. She says the Biden administration has actually lowered your energy prices and put more money in your pocket so you can go out to dinner, you can go on vacation. Every day, Joe Biden and I talk about and work together with our partners, like former leader Hoyer, current leader Hoyer, um, to lower the cost for the people of our nation, because you are a leader. For working families, we have reduced heating and electricity bills. So folks have more money in their pocket to buy things like school supplies, replace the dishwasher, or take a family vacation. Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, so Did many they people. Let anybody else know? <laughs> right. I, I don't know if they told the power companies and uh, and everybody else that that's what's going on because it it doesn't look that way. It doesn't look that way. It doesn't look that way. And it, according to our chat room right now, both on Rumble and here on on and on YouTube, no, nope, 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 nope. Ever saying nope, nope. I don't have that ex expendable income right now. And Americans are now digging, as Natalie was saying earlier, digging digger, digging deeper and deeper in uh, into their pockets and going further and further into debt to stay afloat right now just to pay basic bills, using credit cards to pay the bills, not going out to eat, not doing other things like that, just to pay like car bills. U.S. credit card debt jumps 18.5%. Hits a record. $930 billion in credit card debt. And you know who's happy about that? The credit card companies. American Express just had a blowout quarter. I mean, they just announced amazing results. They love it, right? They acknowledge this. They had huge earnings. That's great. But then they also let the cat out of the bag. And uh, what's funny is now they're starting to admit American Express and Discover and others are saying, hmm, uh, people are starting to fall behind on their bills. They're not paying their bills on time. Now, this isn't just American Express. It's Discover Card and others. So here's the data. Here's what uh, the American debt looks like. This according to American Express. Look at that. Now, COVID-19 hits, right? Then the government steps in, issues all sorts of stimulus checks, right? And locks down societies where people had expendable income because they weren't going to the movies or out or paying gas. for ballet lessons for their kids or anything like that. Or and paying so, rent. Right? Yes. Yeah. Right. So then you see this American Express graph and then suddenly now, boom. It surpasses the pandemic and then takes off. Discover Card also just announcing over the past few days, their charge-off rate would double, double this year from where it was last year. Meaning the number of people who can't pay their bills would double. That means they're going to have to write off these unbelievable uh, delinquencies from, from people that can't afford to pay it. Mm-hmm. That means the bottom, and it really means, if because Discover really caters to people that have a lower credit score. 
Um, so they're more likely to uh, approve a credit card. This is according to analysts. It's not what I'm saying. This is they cater to those whose credit scores are a little bit lower. So you can get a Discover card where you might not be able to get like an Amex card. So the fact that this means then that the bottom and middle class Americans are already in a recession, according to these experts. But perhaps the biggest sign, and this is really what I want to draw your attention to, and again, the mainstream media is ignoring this story, um, really, really troubling, is that, we're heading, it, that where we're heading for a major recession is in car loans. Now, I remember a time, even back years ago, Ron Paul was openly talking about this years ago, talking about you know the insurance market, but also all of these car loans that where we had all the trouble in the housing market, and then of course they swept in with these laws to make sure that people couldn't get homes if they didn't have a job or they didn't have good credit, all of those things, right? Now, and he was warning about car loans, that it was like the wild west. You could still get a car loan basically without anything. And the problem is car loans, we just hit a wall. Americans simply can't afford to make their payments on their cars right now for their loans. Late last year, delinquencies on car loans started accelerating and a flood of repossessed cars started hitting the market. On top of that, the used car sale prices started plummeting. So supply and demand. Remember during the pandemic when you couldn't get a used car? You couldn't get any car. You couldn't get any car. Maybe they were sold out everywhere. Right, but used car prices, instead of it being where the usually used car prices go down, no, used car prices were skyrocketing. And they haven't really come down that much. Two big problems, according to Zero Hedge. The latest consumer credit report from the Fed reveals a dramatic spike in the amount of new car loans. This is troubling, which increased by more than $2,000 in one quarter from just over 38,000, which was a record, to 40,000 is a new record for car loans. Wait, an average per loan? Yeah. People are taking out 40000 for cars. 40000 for car loans. Okay. Up $2,000. Americans basically have to go in debt in order to buy a used car. Instead of a used car costing between eight dollars and $12,000, now they're double the price to buy a used car. And so then, you know, inflation hits, right? So then inflation hits, and then suddenly now they can't pay their car loans back. And so I want to really hesitate here to sort of, you know, say that it's very similar to what we saw in the subprime mortgage area, because for a lot of people who like, obviously they don't have access to public transportation and they need a car to get to work. They're trying to buy the cheapest car they could find. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to buy a used car, the cheapest one they could find. And because prices have skyrocketed, they, they had to get one that they have to spend seven or $8,000 more than they normally would. And they can barely make ends meet. And then recession hits, inflation hits. Yeah. And now the cost of everything goes up. Their energy bills go up. Their grocery bills go up. And now they can't pay their car loans back. And, and the interest on those loans are going up because the use right. rate is up. Yeah. So the interest rate. Yeah, you're right. Good point. So the interest rate on the loan goes up. All of these things are coming together at the same time. And now we're seeing Americans falling behind on car payments at a higher rate than in 2009, according to Bloomberg. Just take a look at this headline today. Unbelievable. And according to NBC News, car repos are on the rise now to pre-pandemic levels, according to NBC News. Look at this. Car repossessions are on the rise in warning sign for the economy. It's not more than a warning sign. Like if someone's showing up at your house with a flatbed truck, that's not just a warning sign. Like you're screwed for a lot of people, right? How are you going to get to work now? And I've read countless stories today, horror stories about people who just are waking up finding out that their car has been taken. Um, 
you know, and, and they're, they're like one month behind on a payment or for one woman, she's like almost done paying it off and they came and took it. Um, a recent report from Fitch Ratings shows that people are unable to pay their car loans. Many of these car loans have been packaged up and sold off by Wall Street. So if that sounds familiar, it should. Of course, this is a lot of what happened during the yeah. subprime mortgage loan. So a lot of these bundled loans, these car loans are packaged up and sold. Then they didn't learn their lesson. Like they, we got burned in the housing markets and now these prepackaged uh, subprime loans are bundled up and people are going to be screwed by it. Go ahead, Philip. There's a there's a um, sort of a viral like story going on right now. Uh, I saw it on Reddit, and I'll try to remember the exact numbers. But uh, it's a, a woman that got a car loan for a 1998 something like a Ford Taurus, and the loan is two hundred ninety eight dollars a month for eighty four months for a 1998 like just basic what? Ford Taurus. No, yeah, I mean, almost three hundred dollars a month for eighty four months. Holy cow! Wow. Yeah, so someone in the chat just That's says their car was just repoed as well. I yeah. mean, I think I got my first car brand new, my first brand new car for a payment like that. Like brand new, not 20 years old. Yeah. So this story, no, this, and someone says they don't repo your car for being one month late. You're right. No, this, this, this woman had a specific situation, but she literally was about to have it paid off. And there was, she got some additional bill that she just got and it was like literally like within one month time frame. Yeah. So it was it was related to the car. Anyway, long story short, she got her car repoed and she was literally next month about to have the thing paid off. Um, but the, the the tale here is similar because we all know that a car depreciates the moment it drives off the lot. So they tell and, us. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so just like the housing market, when housing values were upside down, you have an asset attached to a loan that is worth much less right. than the loan is. And so we've, we've, we've read this book before. Yeah, it's crazy. So just look at the new subprime auto loans that were taken out by people in the past two years. Look at this. These are new car loans versus new car uh, consumer price index. Look at this. So the car loans have just skyrocketed and people going further and further into debt. New 60-month auto loan national average rate. Look at that. 60-month auto loan national rate. Boom. There are reports coming in all over the country of people waking up, finding their cars repossessed. Uh, like this one caught on a door cam while she was asleep. She didn't know. She, came, she comes out in the morning and finds, you know, where did my car go? Was it stolen? No, just the, uh, the flatbed repo guy just pulled up. Zip, boom, backs up. <laughs> Pops the car right on the uh, on the flatbed, takes off, repoed. You know, it's not even a new car. I mean, you know, that's the tale over and over again that these cars, in many cases, these cars are like 10 years old or older. Just take them. So the story here is that for rich people, you know, you're not going to feel it like this woman uh, or the countless, you know, thousands of people who are going through this right now in the bottom and middle class. And of course, this is reverberating across Western countries and the near and subprime group of consumers, they're getting hit very hard, very hard by inflation and this man-made economic crisis, which of course, putting ridiculous sanctions on Russia and cutting off, cutting off fuel sources and cheap natural gas and fuel sources for, for Western countries. So all of this is artificial. All of this is man-made at the heart sure, of it. There's no, and there's no tsunami that caused this. Can I give you another conspiracy theory possibility? Fire away. Is that because they're pushing us away from gas guzzling cars, 
this is another way to discourage gas powered cars to repo gas powered cars to push away from from this in order to um sort of tie it you know sort of take take the choice out of the matter yeah i mean because you're seeing like i mean there, there's uh, certainly a government incentive for you to buy electric cars right so mm -hmm. they're you know putting in all the sort of government incentives to buy electric um and all of those things I bet, so I uh, go ahead I was gonna say, I bet GM's kicking themselves in the butt right now for repooling the electric car many years ago. They, <laughs> yeah. they missed the push yeah, from the by 90s. Just a few years. Well, yeah. now that we're yeah, Philip was talking about these '90s cars, like probably get one of those for you know eighty thousand um, dollars. I don't think it's a conspiracy theory at all. I mean, I think this is exactly what I, you know this is what they want. They've told us that this is what they want. The Biden yeah. administration, the EU, is getting rid of uh, gas cars by yeah 2035. by twenty thirty five, um, and so you know. If you if you have harsh lending policies on these cars, you increase the uh, amount to buy them. Right. Um, so I wonder if people are going to a dealership and saying, "I need a car," and they're like, "Well, you can't have any gas-powered cars, but let me yeah. make you a deal you can't refuse on yeah. this electric car." Here's a rebate on your taxes right. or whatever else. Yeah. I'm curious, and we published a story in the newsletter not too long ago about how in Japan they're trying to retrofit old vintage cars, so they take like old el caminos and somehow like put an electric engine in it and be like well it still works it's got a good frame you know um so that's also kind of a fun thing that we can do to upcycle cars but um yeah if you can afford it well i think like, yeah. to find parts it like just, that it just, it just blows my mind how short-sighted like the the idea is behind this like where the the you got those elites that are like trying to push us into this situation but historically it has never worked well for the, the ruling class and the elite to push people into the point where they're in desperation. When you yeah. push the populace, the majority of the populace to the point of desperation, that has never worked well. Yeah. And, and it usually ends up bad for the people that did it. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand what they expect people to do. Right. Well, they want you to stay home. I mean, this is, again, this, this is the dream. And that's why we're going to talk a little bit here about these 15-minute cities. I mean, this is what they want, right? They want you to stay home. They don't want you to use these cars. They want you to live off of government subsidies and they want to control you. And this is a, this is a brilliant way to do that. Right? Yeah. Force you out of these things. So you can't, you can't use these cars in the first place. So we'll be keeping our eye on this car, this subprime car loan thing and what's happening in the broader economy, because there's a number of really troubling signs right now as we head into more layoffs. So we'll keep our eye on that. Thank you so much for watching this segment here at Redacted. We are live every day at 4 p.m. Eastern time trying to share the stories that the mainstream media will not cover. You should also come over and join our community of Redacted Rebels over at redacted.inc. That's our private locals community where we can share exclusive content that we simply cannot share here on YouTube. Come over and join the rebellion together right now by going to redacted.inc. We'll see you next time.